Will Garrett Bulls be back with the Denver Broncos in 2024? We're going to take a look at the 2023 review of the offensive tackle position and look ahead. What could be in store this upcoming season? We'll break it all down here on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What will the Broncos offensive tackle position look like as the 2024 season approaches here on March 13th, 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time? We'll break it all down here on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Every single day, you can get Lockdown Broncos for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So Broncos country, thank you for making the show exactly what it is. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, site expert at predominantlyorange.com here. As we continue our position review and preview series here, we're now going to focus our thoughts and attention on offensive tackle, which, to be honest with you, Sarah, I, I think there was maybe a mixed consensus in terms of maybe how the fans kind of perceive the Broncos offensive tackle production this past season. I think that there was probably a step in the right direction in comparison to where they have been in prior years, but there's still, I think a lot more room to grow here in 2023. Very, very interesting for the most part as the Broncos offensive line in general was perceived much better than I think we saw at times throughout the year. It was, and I think that it was much better, right? There was obviously times when Sean Payton called out the protection and there was issues with that, but Broncos weren't out there pitching shutouts every single week. Let's just put it that way, I guess, but maybe nobody should have expected that. I think Garrett Bowles took a big step back forward with Sean Payton and Zach Streif now as the offensive line coach there for the Broncos, and that was nice to see because... 2023 kind of was a a bit of a contract year for Bulls, and we'll talk about that coming up on today's episode. But the Broncos got a bookend, Mike McGlinchey in free agency, the only five-year contract signed in 2023 free agency for any player, for any team. McGlinchey was obviously a big investment and somebody that the Broncos coaching staff and pro scouting department believed not only was going to be a great fit on the field, but certainly somebody that could be a leader in the locker room. And I think he definitely excelled at the latter, Cody, as far as what I've been hearing from you and from others that Mm -hmm. McGlinchey is very well liked in the locker room and he's a prominent voice for the players there. But on the field, I think we kind of got what we expected from him, didn't we? He was a good run blocker, a lot of way too many pre-snap penalties, unfortunately earning him the nickname McFlinchy, which we don't. We want to see McFlinchy be put to rest in 2024, right? We want it to just be McGlinchy out there, and we'll have to think of a new nickname for him as he's power driving people into the ground. But I think pass protection was average, maybe a little below average at times. And I think that's what you expected from him. Like that, that's what we saw at San Francisco. Part of the reason why the 49ers let him get to free agency is, is, is that. And so the penalties, the average to below average pass protection, a good run blocker. I think the Broncos did upgrade at the right tackle position in 2023, but can McGlinchey continue to improve in 2024? Big question. That's one of the questions we'll obviously debate here on today's episode of the show. And and I agree with you. You want to just see consistency. And I think that was probably the biggest word, right? In in so many areas, when you describe this Broncos offense, not just offensive tackle or Mike McGlinchey, they struggled with consistency from a play calling standpoint, from quarterback play, from receiver production, from run ability. Like there's so much that factors into it. And I think for McGlinchey, 
the lack of consistency was frustrating. But part of me also wonders, too, it's him learning a brand new scheme that he hasn't necessarily been in before. So I think we're all hoping and banking on the fact, okay, 2024 should be better. He was obviously you know, the one guy that would always speak to the media, yeah, um, whether they win, whether they lose. He got the Darren Williams Good Guy Award that we all voted on. And, and look, really, for the most part, it was unanimous for all of us local media that voted on it for him this year. He was the one guy that we knew, hey, in tough moments, he's the guy that's always going to be able to talk and be honest. And he shared a lot of great reflection. I, I have a lot of respect for Mike McGlinchey. But yeah, he has to be better going forward here in 2024. You know, there was also maybe some other developments that we maybe found out a little bit for Denver. Very curious to see what the discussion is internally here. But it was evident throughout the preseason, throughout training camp, that undrafted rookie for agent Alex Palczewski was another guy that they identified as somebody they believe in a little bit. And even Demontre Jacobs, another undrafted rookie free agent. I believe he's got family members that listen to the show. So, hey, welcome in. I, I, but I think these are guys that, you know, Palczewski made the 53-man roster. Demontre Jacobs was on the practice squad and was there all season long. And I think I'm very curious to see what Denver's plan is in terms of like, how do you develop these guys even further, right? Are these guys going to be the key backups to Garrett Bulls if he returns in 2024 and Mike McGlinchey next season? I think there's a very distinct possibility that becomes a reality here for the Broncos. But I think so much is contingent upon where they're at in terms of their evaluation. What can they do in free agency? Like, are there needs that they need to address? I think the biggest thing we got to talk about here, Sarah, as it pertains to where the, the offensive line is in general is what changes are going to come from maybe a schematic standpoint, as Sean Payton has alluded to the fact that they weren't good enough, that they were average to below average. And it wasn't just the offensive line. It's the whole offensive operation in general. And I, I'm very, very curious to see maybe how the quarterback change will impact where they're at at this position going forward, because I think depending on who you have at quarterback, I thought the offensive tackle play and pass protection for the most part was pretty solid for Denver this past year. I thought so too. And really that leads me to hope for continuity going forward, of course. And I think you want to see young guys develop players like Alex Palczewski, Demontre Jacobs. You want to see those guys be able to take on expanded roles in second year in their second year. And what does that mean? What does that look like? I think that's going to be the fascinating aspect of this because we saw Cam Fleming was the top guy off the bench, you know, so to speak, when Mike McGlinchey had to miss that final game, the only game that he missed all of last season. And so Cam Fleming hitting free agency again. You've got some young guys that you believe in at that position group. Quinn Bailey also constantly checking in as an eligible uh, you know, extra offensive lineman. Does somebody else take that role going forward? I think that's going to be something that we we have to look out for because you know Quinn Bailey is also hitting free agency. So it's one of those things, Cody, that this position group, I don't think you could, I don't think anybody was saying going into the year that it was super deep until you got Cam Fleming back in the mix. And now it's like, okay, you've raised the floor behind Bulls and McGlinchey. Didn't end up needing Cam Fleming in any games that really ultimately mattered, right? So those guys stayed healthy. Was that an anomaly? I don't know. The training staff took care of those guys really well, and they played through some stuff, I'm sure. But, man, you you have to feel good that if the Broncos can carry over some continuity. That's been the the one thing that's really been missing from the tackle position in recent years. It was, it's just been a revolving door specifically at right tackle. And unfortunately with Garrett Bowles, we've had injuries as well, especially last year, right? When he was out for most of the season and Cam Fleming played left tackle. So 
Can these guys stay healthy? Are the Broncos banking on it? What are what are their plans going forward? Like, is Bulls even going to be back in 2024? Is that realistic to think? So those are the things that I'm excited to really touch on coming up. But I think it was a solid year for the tackles in 2023. While he isn't set to become a free agent, that is a valid question that Sarah throws out there. Will Garrett Bowles be back with the Broncos in 2024? And what might be the reason Denver could consider moving on from him that has nothing to do with his free agency status? We'll break it all down here on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. Today's Lockdown Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over there at LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level here in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs, they know that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster. And for free, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So make sure you achieve your business goals in 2024 with the right team member. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive. It's quick and it's easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Today's Lockdown Broncos is also brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. And as you all know it, FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets on top of that, enjoying the commercials of the game, enjoying having people over for your Super Bowl party. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. I might go on the precipice of saying I think Christian McCaffrey is going to score two touchdowns in this game. I think we'll see Isaiah Pacheco score one. And you can, if you believe in that as well, you can get in on the FanDuel Sportsbook app and you can submit that. New customers can join today and they'll get $200 in bonus bets if their first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Are the Denver Broncos going to be able to keep Garrett Bowles in 2024, given his contract situation? If not, where do they turn and how big of an issue would that be? We're going to discuss that, but want to say thank you and give a shout out to every single one of you that makes Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, free and available everywhere that you listen to podcasts, as well as you can watch the show on YouTube. Cody and I appreciate every single one of you so much for rocking with us, especially the everydayers during the offseason dedicated to every single detail of this team. It's so awesome that we get to do this together alongside all of you. So the offensive tackle position here at Bulls, I think is, uh, you know, it's the first priority here in the offseason. Garrett Bulls is set to count 20 million against the Denver Broncos 2024 salary cap with only a 4 million dead money hit if the Broncos move on, what does that mean? That means that all the guaranteed money on Garrett Bowles contract is done. Everything else from this point is non-guaranteed. The 4 million dead money is from a prorated bonus that happened way back when he signed the deal. And Cody, to me, it's a no brainer what the Broncos need to do here with Garrett Bowles. But 
what are you doing in this situation? I mean, it's a $20 million cap. That's a big slice of the salary cap pie. Garrett Bowles played well enough this past season to justify keeping, but at that price, I'm not quite sure. Well, yeah, you know, with them estimated to be $24 million over the cap as it stands that we're talking about this right now, you know, when you factor in $20 million against the salary cap, you could free up $16 million in savings. I mean, I think the most logical thing here is either to approach with a, you know, a restructure request or to extend Garrett, which, look, I think, in my opinion, I think Denver should extend Garrett because Garrett has gotten better year after year after year. Look, he's had some ups and downs. Obviously, the season-ending injury in 2022, it definitely hurt him. But for him to come back from that injury and play good football at left tackle, and like I said, I think we saw more consistency from Garrett than we have throughout his entire career. Uh, Garrett is in a position now, and also he's the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for Denver, too. So does it send a good message to your locker room if you move on from your Walter Payton Man of the Year guy two years in a row? I mean, I don't know. But that's just a different optic standpoint here. I think his play right now is good enough, Sarah, to where maybe you can make the argument that extending him is probably the best bet. Or, like, here's another thing. Because he played so well, remember there are all these talks at the NFL trade deadline, and everyone's wondering, like, will Denver trade away Garrett Bowles? In the offseason last year, that was a conversation that got brought up. But because he was coming off a major injury, people were concerned. There was skepticism about it. But now that he's played a pretty good season here in 2023 – could he also be maybe a guy that the Broncos move on draft day? I mean, that's certainly a possibility as well. It is, depending on who's available and what teams are looking to do and things like that. I mean, obviously, Garrett has a number of former coaches around the league at this point that know him and are familiar with his game. And and certainly, I think we're at that proverbial fork in the road, right, to where – I mean, do you extend him at this point? I mean, he's going to be, he, he's over the age of 30 already, Cody. We know he was an older rookie coming into the league. So you're talking about if you give him a new contract, talking about extending him into his mid to, you know, sort of the mid to late 30s at that point. And, and that's really not a huge issue at the offensive tackle position, quite frankly. As long as guys are staying healthy, we're seeing a lot of older offensive tackles play well into their old age. And Garrett Bowles takes care of his body really well. Obviously, he's had some injuries here and there, but what NFL player hasn't? So to me, I think it's all about the value. Like if, if Bowles is at a certain price, I do think the Broncos need to draw the proverbial line in the sand and say, hey, we could go up to this point, whatever that number is. And we're not going beyond that in terms of years, in terms of total money, in terms of guaranteed money. There's just you have to assess the risk as well with older players with a history of injuries or, you know, with, you know, past injuries, including recent past. So that's part of the risk factor here. That's you approach him with these conversations and you say, hey, we we need that cap savings. We want to go out and be aggressive, maybe not in wave one of free agency, but we want to get players that can help and maybe start for this team. And you're one of the guys that's going to help us do that. So are you in or are you out? Where are you at? I think that's going to be one of the biggest question marks that really, Cody, we talk so much about the quarterback position in Broncos country. We talk about all these other things, but whether or not Garrett Bowles is back is something that's, I mean, these are all realistic questions, even more so than last year, where I think his future was already up in the air. Like you said, trade rumors galore for a lot of different players. Now though, the, you're really meeting this fork in the road of saying we cannot keep you at a $20 million cap hit. That's, that's non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. So how do we move forward from here? 
I think another question we can look at too is, you know, I think the optics and maybe how players in the locker room perceive it. Look, we all know that a lot of Broncos players were unhappy with the decision, what happened with Russell Wilson and how everything went about. Obviously there's different narratives painted from both sides, from the organization side, from Russ's side of things. Part of me wonders though, like, how does the locker room view a situation like this where they are approached by the team now after everything that's happened, especially with the Russ situation, if they're approached say, hey, we need you to restructure your deal. I mean, if you're a player, like I'm very curious to see what the reaction is internally from some guys, because I think some guys will say, no, I'm not going to restructure my contract. And then then obviously that's where the conversation will probably be had. Like if you don't restructure, we're probably going to release you. And I know that could be a conversation. That, I mean, that's a hypothetical. That's possible in the business side of the NFL. I don't want to dive too deep into that, but I think that's an interesting angle to follow here. At the end of the day, Garrett Bowles, he wants to win. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's even said, like, I, you know, same thing every year. Like, he even named off all the different quarterbacks that he's blocked for in his tenure as a member of the Denver Broncos. But also, I think it poses a question here. We talked about some of the developmental guys that Denver has with Demontre Jacobs and Alex Palczewski. Could this be the year where we see Alex Palczewski potentially emerge into the swing tackle option for Denver? Now, it was weird because he was on IR for a, a good part of 2023. The re- the reality is I think that was more of a procedural thing because he did have, I think, that finger surgery after the preseason. But then after that, he was I mean, he could have came back. He could have been activated early on. But Denver, I think, with where they were at, luckily, a knock on wood, the offensive line stayed healthy for the most part of the season. They didn't really need to bring him off of injured reserve. Then they activated him and he was the backup to Cam Fleming in that final game against the Las Vegas Raiders. So for me, do we see Palcheski maybe take a more accelerated role here in 2024? I think so. I think that's got to be the plan, right? The Broncos clearly think very highly of him. He was getting a lot of looks, like you said, in the preseason training camp, different things like that. I think that's a no-brainer. He And he did look good. I mean, he was out there playing really well. So if nothing else, I mean, he could be the swing tackle. He could play the Quinn Bailey role. I mean, if you really feel like you, you want to continue to do that again in 2024, I'd be all about that. And so I, I think... That's a no-brainer. Get him an expanded role. Put him in position to be a developmental guy. And speaking of developmental guys, Cody, the Broncos have not drafted an offensive tackle since Garrett Bowles in 2017. That's that's insane. That that's honestly that's let's just call it what it is. That's dumb. That's that's just not good process. I know that's not all while. George Payton's fault. It's been a while. It's been way too long. How can you go? How can you go so long without drafting an offensive tackle? I mean, that's just crazy. So, to me, I wonder: Are the Broncos going to do that this offseason? Are they going to draft some? They they need more picks. They they need more darts to throw. They got fewer picks right now than they have needs on this roster. I know you don't address every need in free agency, but you do address depth in the NFL draft, and you've got to be able to have those darts in the draft to draft depth. And so, I, I just I don't understand the process of that over the course of, you know, seven, almost eight years, whatever it has been, the Broncos haven't been able to find a single player in any round of the NFL draft since Garrett Bowles at the tackle position to draft and develop. And that's insane when you consider they had Mike Munchak on staff for the longest time. So I just don't understand that. I don't get it. And I wonder if that's going to change this offseason. I think it's an interesting angle to look at, especially considering, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't, I know Denver signed McGlinchey to a five-year contract, but if like things don't work out, isn't there like a trigger after year two where they could essentially not be on the hook for a certain amount of money? I mean, the way the contracts Mm -hmm. are built, I think that's something to look at. Garrett, obviously look, if Garrett stays on and let's say he restructures the deal, it's not extended, like Garrett's contract, it, it expires here soon too. So 
Denver does have to have a plan for either left or right tackle long-term, not only just from maybe a starter standpoint, maybe at left tackle, but also a option that could step in in case something happens with your right tackle. Like we've seen, and unfortunately the Broncos have been a victim of this in some time. We've seen when one one guy goes down, there was a struggle. I think Cam Fleming did the best job that he could and wasn't, I don't think he was a negative element for Denver at offensive tackle when Garrett had his injury. But I also remember like Denver at right tackle before Mike McGlinchey, they had Billy Turner, they had Calvin Anderson, who they let go in free agency, went to New England. And then uh, who was the other guy? They had three guys at offensive tackle. I'm trying to remember at right tackle there. I think, oh yeah, it was Cam mm. Fleming, it was Billy Turner, and it was Calvin Anderson. And yeah, it was like Denver right. didn't have a good enough plan. Like they went through a revolving door of different guys draft a guy. Sean Payton's got four years on his deal left in Denver. And if the situation works out, like Denver's got an opportunity to develop a guy that way, when, if Garrett, if the team does look to move on from Garrett at some point or something happens, they at least have a contingency plan in place. Like this isn't just making a plan for right now. It's planning two to three years down the road. And some NFL teams, I think the best NFL teams, they do some of these things. Will Denver embrace that? That's one of the bigger questions we have here about offensive tackle going forward in Broncos country. We want to know your thoughts. Like, what are some of the biggest questions in your opinion regarding the offensive tackle position? Let us know in the YouTube comments or on social media at Cody York NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. If you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, Sarah and I, we are going to share our thoughts though on the projected outlook here for 2024. Could the offensive tackle room look entirely different? What will we see them do? We'll dive deeper to that here on today's brand new episode of the show. Today's Lockdown Broncos podcast is brought to you by our friends over there at DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football watch party favorites, especially with the big game that's coming up this weekend. You can order chips, dips, nachos, and everything that you need to make your own nachos on DoorDash, and you can get it all delivered without missing the game. So kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything that you need for the watch party or tailgate and score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. You get all of your favorite restaurants, both nationally and locally, from retail to grocery, all on an app so you you can shop for everything that you need to get yourself game day ready. My go-to favorite is Illegal Pete. Sometimes I switch it up. I get myself a Five Guys burger. I love Five Guys. I add an extra patty in there, take away the buns for extra protein, and I get it delivered to my doorstep with DoorDash. So make sure you get involved today. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and you enter code LOCK23, once again, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and you enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over there at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors, they've got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. 
As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos will continue to monitor where the Broncos' offensive tackle position is going into 2024. Will a second year in Sean Payton's offense help the offensive line in general, including the offensive tackles, take the next step forward? Could there be a big change at left tackle? All these things are in the potential forecast here for the Broncos. We just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. You can get Lockdown Broncos for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you so much. And special shout out to all the everydayers out there. Sarah, let's talk about the forecast here for 2024. We've thrown out some interesting scenarios and hypotheticals that could become the reality here for Denver, including a potential extension there for Garrett Bulls, more than likely, or Denver moving on from Garrett at that point, and then maybe rolling with one of these younger guys or even drafting a guy, as you said, they haven't done this in quite some time. In your opinion, what do you think the Broncos are going to do at offensive tackle this upcoming season? Well, I think you got to start with extending Garrett Bowles. I just think that's that's kind of a no-brainer. Give him a two, two to three-year extension, something like that, and, and give him a big bonus at the beginning so that obviously it makes sense on his side to do this. Because like you said, the guy wants to win. He's sick of losing. He's sick of the same old song and dance. And I think it has to be worth it for him financially to stick it out in Denver. So you've got to make it worth his while. But like I said, you do have to draw that proverbial line in the sand. Or I think Bulls has trade value. I don't think it's a situation, Cody, where you say, well, he's either getting extended or he's getting cut. Because I think there's a lot of teams that would want to take him at that $16 million base salary, which is a really good price, even if only for a year at the left tackle position. That's pretty. That's that's below market value for guys that are going to be getting paid top-tier dollars here pretty soon. So I think teams would be willing to trade for that. And so I think that's the proposition, but I would extend bulls and I would obviously draft somebody. I would, I would go, I don't know if it's the third, fourth round, somewhere in there, find somebody that you believe has starter potential and draft them. And then I would pair those guys with, you know, the likes of Demontre Jacobs, Alex Palczewski. And I think that's, that's the way you go about it. You have five tackles going into the off season that you really feel can contribute to your team. And whether you keep five or not, I guess you kind of let that training camp battle play out, but that's what I would do. I would draft somebody in the middle rounds. I would extend bulls and I would see if these guys can improve as the bookend tackles in year two. I think that's the plan. I agree with you. Like that would be my preference for Denver. I do. You know, I think from the natural reaction, I think fans are going to say, well, there's two undrafted rookie free agents that one's on the active roster last year. One was on your practice squad. Are you comfortable with these two guys being behind Bulls and McGlinchey? I think it goes back to our conversation that we had when we've talked about other positions, specifically quarterback and what Denver should do this offseason. It's all about conviction, right? That's the word of the offseason, folks. Conviction in what you feel like you need to do or if you have a belief that a guy can contribute at a certain element. So if Denver has conviction that Alex Pauczewski can play a major role for them as a swing option or maybe, as you mentioned earlier, the Quinn Bailey role that we saw this past season – then you got to roll with it, right? If you believe he can do it, you got to at least try it. Because if you don't try it, you're never going to know. And on top of that, do they believe that they need to draft a guy in this year's NFL draft? And if they do, what is that going to look like without a second round pick, right? Are you going to get a third round, fourth round offensive tackle? That's a very curious conversation to be having as well. And it also goes back to, I think, our conversation that we see every year around the NFL draft cycle. You see guys go a certain thing like, you know, it's hard for Denver to be in a position to get a guy like a Rashawn Slater back in the day. Right. It's where you find the Tristan Wirfs like that's it's hard to find guys like that. 
with how the NFL game is is played today. And Denver hasn't been in a position the last couple of years to do that, where part of me wonders if they had a first-round pick in the last couple of NFL drafts, would they have gone offensive tackle with one of those positions versus going out in free agency and signing McGlinchey to a five-year deal? I think it's a distinct reality that could have happened, but it didn't. So now with where Denver is at, what options do they have? And it's not about where a guy goes. It doesn't matter if he's a first-round guy or if he's undrafted. If you have the conviction internally as a coaching staff, as a scouting department, in terms of your player evaluation, you believe that any of these guys can be something for you down the road, you have to invest in it. That's where development comes in. I think we saw Demontre Jacobs get a lot more development last year than Alex Palczewski because Alex Palczewski was on the side field for a majority of the season outside of the last two weeks. And Demontre Jacobs was on the practice field on the scout team consistently week in and week out. That to me, I think is where you probably see, okay, a little bit more investment in the development of him, but can Palczewski catch up because he missed out on so much time? To me, that's where I have questions about Denver's depth going forward, especially at offensive tackle. Yeah, and that will be a big deal worth monitoring. And I think for your point about the scouting department and things like that, this is where these guys really have to shine because you look at a team like the Green Bay Packers, Cody, whose starting tackles in the postseason are a seventh-round rookie, Rashid Walker on one side, and then Zach Tom, who was a day-three pick on the right side, you just, you just never know. I think Broncos fans a lot of times get caught up in this idea that in order to find starters or even instant contributors or instant starters, you have to find them in the first or second round. That's not the case. I mean, and it's not always that you're going to find a starter in round four or round five, six, seven. But man, the, the scouting department just has to be on point. There's no question about it. And this is a crucial year for George Payton and his staff. And we've talked about that in the past, right? I mean, George Payton has largely failed at his biggest moves with the Broncos, other than we feel the NFL draft is where he's been the best. This has to be maybe his best draft. This has to top the 2021 class in terms of instant contributors, in terms of guys that you're finding at every juncture. Not saying he has to bat a thousand, but man, this has to be a big draft for George Payton and his scouts and those guys there identifying fits for this team that players that can come in and contribute right away. And will the Broncos offensive blocking scheme change a little bit as well? I know that there's a lot of conversation and dialogue going on internally about Denver struggles on third down in the red zone, their inability to run the ball consistently. Could that lead to some potential scheme philosophy changes? Possibly. And if so, how does that factor into the guys you already have on the roster versus guys that you may want to bring in as well? That's an interesting conversation to be had as well. We'll follow everything that goes on with this Broncos team throughout the entire offseason. You'll get that here every single day, all year long on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But with that said, Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day every single day. We took a look at offensive tackle on today's episode of the show, what you can expect for tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos. We're going to take a look at interior offensive line, the guard position, and center some questions as well about the team as they get ready for the 2024 NFL season. We'll see you then.